tired actually and I don't know if I'm tired because I'm tired or if I'm tired because it's just really grey outside and it's a weird cold uh, that I can't work out because I've just spent all day not being able to get myself warm but there's no wind uh, and uh, it's just that time of year I don't really think it's worth analysing too much Welcome to uh, episode 171 of Mr Bert Pod. Yeah, well, um, it's been the usual sort of day, actually. It's been actually quite a normal week after the stresses of last week. And uh, I got up and then, um, what did I do? I did yoga. I buggered my shoulder again but and my neck, but I think it's not as bad as it usually is. And I can't quite work out why. It's something to do with the angle I'm sitting at at work. Because I'm halfway, if I look to the left, I see the stage. And if I look to the right, I see the boards I'm operating. So I sort of get caught in the middle. Um, and also uh, in start and interval and end of show, I tend to fiddle around uh, looking at my phone. And I think I'm holding the phone in such a way that it's uh, tensing up the muscles in my neck. It's fascinating, this, isn't it? So anyway, uh, yeah, so we went away over the weekend and I had a couple of odd pillows. So I've been targeting my uh, neck and back with Adrian. And I was thinking as I was coming back today from my run um, that uh, on my run, I always listen to the same podcast on my run, which is How Do You Cope with uh, John and Ellis, or Ellis and John, Ellis, James and John. Robbins and Ellis and John I think I mentioned them before they know each other obviously very very well they're both stand comedians uh, and comic actors and they do a radio show together on five radio five and then they do this podcast which is where they talk to people who are having or have had uh, very very difficult uh, times in their lives stroke all their lives and um, although it sounds miserable it's uh, very uplifting in a way and one for a couple of reasons um, and I can really focus on it when I'm running which is why I like to listen to it you can it's not just that you can sort of uh, listen to how people well it's sort of you can listen to how people cope how they've found ways of coping how they've found tools uh, emotional tools through therapy through medication through support of friends and family um but also uh you can learn from it how to talk to people who are going through uh things that you you aren't so uh, and th- the reason it sort of clicked today was because they had a special episode where they were just reading out listeners emails into them and a lot of people were just saying how much they'd helped them feel less alone um, how much it meant to them to hear somebody say talking about the way they themselves have felt or been through similar things to themselves and but also that you know a couple of them were saying friends had been going through very difficult very difficult things and listening to people talk about the same sort of things on the podcast these listeners had been able to talk to their friends in in a helpful way because I mean we could all try and be helpful to people and I mean I do it all the time uh, and not really help and I think one thing I have learned from 
the listening to this podcast is to listen to people. I think it's much more, I think the worst thing in a way you could do is give advice, uh, especially if you're imposing advice or you're imposing advice from your own experience, because I don't think people want to hear that really. Uh, the bottom line is people want to be listened to and also to try and, and, and it does allow you to walk in other people's shoes as well, to some extent. Um, and it does help you, you know, ask the same, the right questions or say, something that is supportive that I wouldn't have thought of saying uh, through lack of experience. But it's a fascinating podcast, and I do recommend it. It's Radio 5. Anyway, it's available as a podcast on BBC Sounds. Uh, and I really I really recommend it. I mean, some episodes I've been very close to tears. Some things people have been through are just dreadful. Some people have had extraordinary bad luck. They're all well-known people. Um but it deals with all sorts of issues and I just think it helps you understand what it's like to be human and also to understand other people's predicaments and make the world a little less black and white and um, shouty. And I think it's helpful to everybody, whether you're going through anything or not. So that's five minutes I spent talking about that podcast, which is so lovely. So I had my run. Uh, so I did my, and, and so coming out of that, I was, I was running back and I was thinking, when I was at my lowest, you know, what was around me to help. And one thing or two things, oddly, well, not oddly, really, when I think back, is I used to get up on a Monday morning, and I know it's because I still do it now, and I talk about it every single week, but joking apart, through lockdown, when everything was hideous, um, I would get up on Monday, and I would do my yoga, and then I've gone out for my run, and that's thanks to Mr. and Mrs. Wilson, because they started me doing the run, although they don't do any running themselves anymore, and I don't even think they listen to this podcast. But um, I won't hold that against them, and there's a car backing up down the road for no apparent reason. Um, oh, I can say. And, um, oh, and also, I have to say, there was a very um, a tremendous amount of concern, not about my... Uh, running shorts and the um the washed tissue incident i it turned out the reason i couldn't find the tissue in my in my running shorts was because it was toilet roll why i'd wrap toilet roll up and put my keys in toilet roll i have absolutely no idea and toilet roll being a lot lot finer than tissue it, the whole thing had completely disintegrated uh, and the only way i could get it out was to hang out of the window the bedroom window with a clothes brush uh, and spend about five minutes but it seemed to go on forever because they're really really deep pockets hence the problem of the jangling keys in the first place uh, it just seemed to go on forever uh, and then I realized when I'd finished that uh, most of it had blown in and I was standing next to a pile of jumpers and the toilet paper bits had all blown in all over my jumpers so I was very happy about that um, there we are so that's any of you who were worried about my uh, running shorts that program, that program, that problem was solved. I got very, very wound up in the car park, charging the car the other day. In fact, I got quite wound up this morning because I was charging the car uh, by other people. Uh, and I think the, um, I think I was happened to be leaving a message for the National Treasure at the time. And I think the National Treasure got quite a hysterical message uh, as I started describing what was winding me up and the car's gone. Uh, but I digress. So, yeah, so it's sort of getting up and doing that yoga. And, and I don't believe that doing physical things is the be all and end all thing. But, you know, it just did help me. It just gave me a routine. And I know I still joke about the fact, you know, I still do my run every Monday morning, still do my yoga. 
Um, it's just been, it was, you know, part of the thing that got me through. So I just want to acknowledge a thank you for that yoga and that, that running because it was really important. I would also like to acknowledge that I, although this is a very inward looking uh, All About Me podcast, uh, that we are going through terrible times in other places in the world at the moment and the horrors are appalling. Uh, that's just a bit of a serious moment. So anyway, I did all that this morning and then I went and charged the car and just got into a state again because I got there. There's four chargers, got to, into the first one was, number one was in use, number two, I went to, that didn't work. Number three, I went into until I realised that the car in position four had got the lead from the machine number three in their car. And I couldn't work out why. So then he said something about um, you know, number four didn't work. So I ended up then getting the lead out of machine four and putting it into my car in space three. So that basically the long leads crossed each other. The man left his, while I was shifting from one space to another, uh, he decided to leave his door open so I couldn't actually get into the spot. And then he stood in such a way with his door open, I couldn't get out of my car. It's just like, I mean, he was actually, he was really nice. It was no problem, but it's just like no awareness of space around him. Uh, and I thought, I thought, oh, yes, well, obviously there's something, if there's something wrong with that, he's going to have to charge across. So then he went off and um, I still sitting in position three, I swapped the cables over and put the, machine three in mine and then realized there was absolutely no reason at all why he shouldn't have just been sitting where I was sitting in his car using the, oh, I don't know what he was doing. I just don't know why. I don't know why he was in the parking space next to the machine he was using. It's a complete mystery to me. So that was all exciting. The other day I was up there charging and uh, two people banged on my window saying, how long was I going to be? Well, I don't know how long I'm going to be because, um, I hadn't decided how high I was going to charge it. It was cold, which means the charge goes slowly. Uh, there's the it, People keep saying, oh, how long does it take to charge the, an electric car? It, it's, it's how long is a piece of string? You can get, you can give a rough idea, but actually when you're actually doing it, it, it varies. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details now. And these people know that. So why are they just banging on the window? And then this stupid woman who banged on the window and I said, probably about 10, 15 minutes. Uh, she went, she parked her car right behind mine, ready to go into my thing, i.e. to stop anyone else going in, which of course meant I couldn't get out. And then, which would have been fine if she was still sitting in a car, but she decided to go off somewhere. It was a garage, probably went off to buy something in the shop. So I then came to my 10 minutes and I couldn't get out because she'd parked her car behind me and wandered off. So um, she did come back eventually and of course didn't say sorry or anything because uh, they're all so self-involved around here. Um, and then I was parked in another car park when I was leaving the message for the National Treasure. And uh, I don't know, there was this m man kept... I was just charging happily and this, the charger next to me was empty. He just parked right in front of me and was staring at me. I don't know what he was doing. It was really irritating. He then drove off. And then there was this man who'd come out of Marks and Spencer's with his trolley because it's a Marks and Spencer's car park. And he was trying to get his trolley to the boot of his car, but he wasn't going to the back of his car. He was going from the front of his car down the side between his car and the car park next to him. And the trolley wouldn't 
go down the side, but that wasn't going to stop him trying. Ugh. And then, um, then this woman drove into the space next to mine to charge the car. And the charger on her car, the plug bit, the socket bit, was at the back. And the uh, the machine is at the back of the space. So, uh, correctly, she reversed in, got in, plugged it in, and then took the plug out, then drove out again, turned around, and drove in... I just don't know what she was doing. <laughs> then drove in forwards so that the not only was the socket now at the back of the car, the opposite end to the machine, but it was on the other side of, of the car from the machine. So she then had to drag the lead over the bonnet and ra I just, I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> just, just drove me mad. Then she went off and bought a parking ticket, which you don't have to do because you're charging your car. And I nearly said to her, you don't, and I just thought I'm not going to get involved. Uh, and I think that was probably the right decision. So they stressed me out. I don't understand. There is a thing with, uh, you think if you've got an electric car, <laughs> you would know how to work it because you charge them, you know, quite a lot. And the amount of people I've seen sticking the wrong leads in, not being able to work the machines, it's absolutely astonishing. And my blood pressure just goes up um, as the uh, message to the National Treasure testifies. I do have to shout out to the National Treasure who's mum and it's a shout out to the national treasures mum actually because i don't really care about national treasure that much um their mum who did comment that she could listen could listen to me all day which i thought was was such a lovely thing to say uh isn't it and anyway she's not very, very well uh having a bit of a rough time at the moment so i just wanted a, a little shout out um oddly and i use that word uh carefully they the pair of them wanted to watch something on the television uh, for a bit of escapism. And uh, I would have said, you know, other things I recommend, Lupin, that's quite a you know, bit of adventure escapism, other bits and pieces. No, which one did they choose? The Fall of the House Usher, which I've sold. I've said that no one's going to like. Anyway, they've watched about four episodes uh, and I have, to, then I had a panic because I've realised the fifth episode, which is the one next one they're going to watch, uh, is very relevant to uh, what's going on in their lives at the moment. So I'm going to have to give them a trigger warning. Uh, and they'll be listening to this anyway. Uh, but really, why why would you cheer yourself up with a load of gothic horror? I mean, it is really miserable and quite depressing. Anyway, each to their own. Say hi. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, there's still quite a lot of people I know who are just having really rubbish times at the moment. I think it's just, I don't know, it always seems to happen around winter, doesn't it, or late autumn, what have you. Um, oh, you see, there's just, a, oh, there's just a child running around in the middle of the road and no adult with them, and it's a small child. Oh, can't bear to watch. Um, then, yeah, so the weekend, I think, I don't think I did very much in the week. I saw a friend on Thursday, which was lovely. Uh, who doesn't live in London, don't see them very often. Uh, that was coffee. And then that went into another coffee with another friend. 
So I had coffee day on Thursday. I had lunch with Darren on Tuesday, which all went as well as could be expected. A uh, very nice meal in Mildred's, which is a vegetarian, and I think it's vegan restaurant. Uh, very popular and very nice. And then over the weekend, uh, on Friday night, we drove down to Stowe on the Wold uh, for a family, a pre-Christmas family get-together, because it was the only time the family could all get together. Uh, so that was very nice. We had Christmas lunch on Saturday evening, naturally. And on Saturday morning, and that was the cold. My goodness, was it cold. I think it was minus three all day. We went to uh, a house, a National Trust house called Chaston Hall, which was absolutely beautiful. Um, it was one of those pitch perfect days that I have no memory of seeing other than from when I was a child, which makes me think the winters are getting warmer when the trees were everything was covered with frost the trees the fields um it was like one of those country file calendars where you get this beautiful image but you never actually see them in real life uh, and the sun was shining and i got some absolutely beautiful photographs which are on my instagram um we the house itself is jacobean and it had been lived in for about 400 years with the same people and had remained unchanged until it was given over to the national trust in 1991 or something and the national trust decided not to sort of renovate it but to leave it as it was so it isn't quite exactly as the family left it but they've sort of preserved it uh, and they'd also decorated it although it's a bit depressing actually they did um they decorated it in christmas of 1965 um so if you can remember 1965 which obviously i can't but there was lots of paper uh chains which i remember making i think i made we made them at school hours and hours of gluing those loops together that you joined up into one chain uh there was a beetle game uh which i hadn't seen for a long long time i don't know if anyone remembers beetle but i'd certainly forgotten it and there was a little garage uh, with cars that had a lift that went to the top and then the cars went down a slope and then back into the lift at the bottom and so you go round and round i think it was a fisher price toy not sure if i had one of those or whether we had one at school or something but that brought back memories so there was quite a lot of things um around the place but it was um Yes, it was It was obviously uh, lived in at the end by people who didn't have much money to keep it up. But um, it was beautiful. It was really, I mean, the, the interior with most of the rooms, bar I think one we saw, and we saw a lot of rooms, all had the original Jacobean ceilings and uh, walls. Uh, and there were some absolutely beautiful tapestries. So it was an absolute gem of place. And we had a really lovely day, uh, which we finished in Stowe. Uh, with all the enormous four by fours, tea. Surprise, surprisingly, actually, uh, having tea. So um, that was nice. And then we had the uh, Christmas lunch in the evening, and then we had a quiz, family quiz, which I always dread. Uh, that started at eleven o'clock, so I wasn't happy about that. But I think we managed to wind it up by about midnight. Um, and then we drove back yesterday, so that was very nice. Um, I think that's my week, actually. Uh, the builder sent his bill, which is good. Uh, and I'm sure there's other things going on, but I can't think of any, and I seem to have hit the 20-minute mark. So um, it's getting really dark and miserable out there. This is the exact opposite of the day on Saturday, which was just a glorious winter day. Today is an utterly miserable winter day.
uh, and there's a car coming around the corner. On that note, oh yes, uh, I got really angry as well. My latest annoyance, although it's not that new, is that Sunday night in our road, can you park a car anywhere? No, because the cars, the amount of cars parked in our road on Sunday night, it's just astonishing. Every other day, Monday to, Monday to Saturday, there's always gaps to park your car. Every Sunday night, it's just like, I don't know where they all come from. I don't know what they're doing and who they are. Um, so I'm now mounting a campaign to find out who all these people are and why they're parked in the road and what they are doing and why they're not there for the rest of the week. That's what confuses me. Um, so we got back on Sunday and had to park halfway down the road. Not that, that matters in the slightest, but it gives me something to moan about. Um, yes, I think I've said enough. It's nearly Christmas, isn't it? Uh, but I do have one Christmas present. Oh, yes, um, we're getting Christmas cards. That always goes down badly with me because it means I've got to start thinking about writing them. So um, with that, uh, I'm going to spend this evening watching Strictly and uh, another episode of Traitors. And uh, I'm going to say thank you for listening. <laughs>